We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about some NBA spitball, our games of the week in the NFL, and our picks. So stay tuned. Did this shit my own life. Did this shit my own life. Did this shit my whole life. Did this shit my whole life. And we're back! Yeah, yay! What's good? Yo, that intro slaps walls. Yeah, it does. <laughs> what is that saying? Walls, it's, you know, a, a more polite way of saying something Vag- else. Vaginas? Yeah, vaginas, yeah. There you go. Some oh, more vag- PG way. Vaginal walls? Vaginal walls. <laughs> <laughs> that intro slaps walls. That is funny. Um, <laughs> so does Joe. <laughs> Bang. Tim slaps tables, apparently. Um, anyway. And claps. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, big, big time clap. clapper. Oh, we have all that footage. You should upload that. Well, I, I, put, it, I put it on the IG, too. Did you? So yeah, the because that are, watching it. this kid clap is the most ridiculous thing. You know thing. how you Look. clap like that? Like, he yeah. goes... Yeah, why are you? You're out here. <laughs> Even though the mic is. Yeah, I just there. farted. I don't want I to just farted four mic. times in a row. Like four different farts. Yo, come on. Sorry. I'm just That's, you on, once taught me, Joe Sanagato himself once taught me that the reason why people use the end action thing is to make that clapping noise. Yeah. And I got to cut the video this week. It's easier to line up the audio. It's easier to line up the audio. But you guys could have stopped laughing every time I clapped. No, it's your <laughs> way. It's the way you clap. It's you like, clap like one of those giant monkeys with symbols in their hands. <laughs> like in, in or like he's going to give someone a hug. He's yeah, like, like, yo. I was just trying to not have it in the... Because I was trying to look out for your guys' ears. I guess, I guess you know, fuck, my, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess. You guessed correct on that. 
Um, anyway, there was something I wanted to talk about before we even get into the show. Serious there's, business. There's been shit going on in our fantasy oh league. Oh my god. Um, our our fantasy league. Tim, you're I'm not in this one. So in the I, middle of it. I'm glad that you're not in it, so that you could just we can get an outside perspective. Just, just for the record, I am currently dominating the Santa Guadalupe Studios League. But that's, yeah, what was my last name? You just said. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? I'm currently dominating the San Guado Studios right now. <laughs> And the San Agato Studios League. <laughs> right, yeah. Both. Um, yeah, we have a problem in our league with vetoes because... Ooh. No, no, so listen. Oh, so oh, oh. Well, for, for, first of all, how, how, do you, how do you feel about vetoes? I am a commissioner, long-time commissioner since 2004. Mish. Yo, Shady, isn't it a tough job, yo? It's, it's, mad, it's mad pressure, right? The, the worst thing is getting everyone to get a draft day together. That's the worst pressure. Tim's no one's ever sounds available. very prideful that he's a co- longtime commissioner. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a hard job. Everyone, every time, so there's yo, this problem yo, with the league. Like, me, like, I don't got enough shit to worry about in my life. I got to worry about your trade with this person and this person saying this yo. shit. Like, get out of here with this. What about when the score but, doesn't update right away? It's no. like, yeah, yeah, yeah fix no, that. Yeah, it's good. What's good? Like, I'm supposed to, I'm in <laughs> Yahoo headquarters or some shit. You're coding? Yeah, right? yeah I got you, bro. <laughs> but as a longtime commissioner, I will tell you that I do not veto any trade under any circumstance except one collusion if someone is giving someone players in order for them to win a championship and they got some kind of deal to split the money which luckily in my league i don't got to worry about then that's the only way i veto a trade because there's no way for you to know you don't got a crystal ball i think it's super arrogant to veto a trade i think it's super arrogant in my opinion but what if the trade is just so lopsided? So give me, give. Let's hear the example. No, no, no. So there's, there's a lot of backstory the, to yes, this. Yes, yeah. It's, it's a layered. We story. got time here, guys. So, <laughs> the original, the original part. The reason why there's a problem with vetoes in our fucking whatever uh, in our league is what happens is when someone doesn't get their way and their trade gets vetoed for the rest of the season, it's like fuck this. No one's getting, a, no one's getting a trade through. Then I'll just yes, veto it. It ruins the league. And then everyone kind of, and then it becomes a joke. To the point where if anyone says anything, it's like, yo, Vito. Like, so I'll be like, yo, what are you guys doing tonight? It's like, yo, Vito. I'm not doing this. Like, it's like, it, it will, it, no, nothing can happen now. But it started because originally, mad long ago, Frankie was in our league yeah, and traded Ray Rice ago. to our friend Danny for... Uh, Joyke Bell. Joyke Bell. And we're like, what's going on? Yeah. Why'd you do this? And it was a little sketchy because the records also didn't match. Like Frankie was like one and four at the time with no upside, and Danny was maybe three and two or four and one. And it's like his fiance is also Frankie's sister. Yeah, that yeah. was pure, yeah. But but as a result, Frankie got kicked from the league. Like yeah. that's after that season. So okay. okay, so now I like that. Who's the, you're the commissioner of that right? Yeah. Good way to put the foot down. Let's Appreciate go. That. Commission so, to commission love right there. Now and he added the worst person all, to the league after that. Also, real quick. <laughs> You might you might want to take that that back because why, Nick why? had kicked me from the league one time to add Frankie's <laughs> sister into the fucking league that was, that a was long a time ago, plan. and I'm like, this isn't happening. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yo, you didn't answer my email. I'm like, what? Literally, he's like, yo, I sent you a league invite, you didn't accept it. I'm like, Jess is in the league, and I'm not. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> but anyway, uh, fucking this year, in the beginning of the year. There was a trade, uh, straight up Gronk for Funches. Mind you, this is before Gronk was sitting out, and, and, all this and shit. also we need to. Well, you always say we play with no tight end. There's no tight end slot in our league. It's very right. important. It's to an point extra that out. flex, and so we play with two flexes. So, yeah, that's a key part to this trade offer. So anyway, that trade happens. Me personally, 
I'm looking at that trade. And I am someone who's been on your side, especially, because, I mean, not for nothing. Boss is usually around in the bottom of I the am. league. I made the playoffs last year, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I bought you that book. I'm just saying. <laughs> and But there was times where he's making a push, so he'll trade his best, like, I'm players. I'm like someone I'm buying. Yeah. Like, uh, for one year, I traded A.B. for Josh Gordon, who missed, who was, like, his first game back from suspension. Because AB was on by, I was like, yo. To I think, me, to me. and I think it, it was to Danny. It was to Danny, I think it was. No, nah, because I got oh, AB. You? I gave you Josh Gordon and a starting running back. And we were actually playing each other that week. So it hurt me. You ended up beating well, you me. You were in the playoffs, so it didn't. Yeah, I yeah, needed yeah. to win out is yeah. what it was. And AB was of no service that week because he right. was on by. And I had no problem with that. Gotta right? play week to week sometimes. That, that set the league ablaze. So I have no problem with shit like that, right? Making teams better, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But... This trade, where it was Funches for Gronk straight up, I felt like the person who had Gronk, who just happened to be the one who was in that trade with Ray Rice originally a long time ago, like just wanted to unload him to someone who had a good team and has drafted Gronk on every single like uh, fucking mock draft, every, everything. He always has him on his team. Takes every him year he's round. had him, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it was for Funches straight up. Mind you, I'm looking at it, and this is, I know it's hard to do now because in hindsight, Funches is the, the, better, play, the, yeah. the better play right now. But at the time, I'm looking at it, I'm like, dude, if Gronk stays healthy, which he was up until that point, like he has 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns every fucking year. Like go look at his stats. Like if he's ever played the entire season, it's at least 10 touchdowns. But... What? That's if he stays healthy. Right. And he has it. All right. Well, that's so, why you said it's easy. Well, I'm saying there's now. there's like crazy upside there. Now you have Funches where it's like last year he had a good year, but he also had 800 yards and like seven touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't care. For me, I was like, I don't want this. I don't like I, I'm going to veto personally if it went through. I'm not going to like but, set the league on fire, but I don't want it to go through just because they're also best friends too. See, like, so you think there's collusion. Is there, I think a there's, there's, is there a conversations possi- happening? Really? So and a possibility of collusion. I think there is a possibility of collusion. Where if I win this league, I'm going to give you 100 bucks, Something like that. Or your league feedback or something. It wouldn't be out the question with the pairing that is being discussed. If that's Yo, the listen. case, then that's and the is, only way to consider it. We're talking Ray Rice Bell, too. There's some history. So anyway, long story short, that trade doesn't go through. It gets vetoed. right? And I'm just one guy. And I, I didn't veto because I was like, fuck these guys. I, I just didn't like the trade. So and especially at the time, I was like, it didn't make sense. Their reasoning behind it, I was just like, I, this doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, moving forward from that, now no trades get fucking through because everyone's like, no nah, veto, 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 yeah, veto, if veto. If I don't get my way, like no one's getting theirs. Also, this which is fucking the repercussions dickhead, of this of a veto. This dickhead Dominic, if <laughs> you're listening, me, you're a dickhead. Like, <laughs> no, because he lives right over there, <laughs> <laughs> pointing at your house right now. Uh, he did a he offered boss a trade. And announced it in the <laughs> chat as if it's the most blockbuster fair trade of all time. And we all just shit on it for five hours. I, that's, a, that's another thing I can't get down with. You guys screenshotting trades and shitting on them. Yo, that's a constant. Hold on, <laughs> listen, to, <laughs> listen to this trade. Tim. No trade has ever happened where at least like because, for an hour it wasn't shit on. Because, yeah. Tim, you got to understand in our league, I've been a perennial like last place. Not last place, but like. Not <laughs> last place. <laughs> I don't finish out in the playoffs right for like four out of the five years I've been in the league. Joey is usually in the playoffs, right? Most of the time. Nick is like hit or miss. Like he's probably Yeah, like, one year. Nah, nah. <laughs> You're like fifty percent in the playoffs. Nah, anyway, nah, anyway. He's not, he's, he's, you know what I noticed about listen. playing fantasy with Nick? You go for the the 
your boomer bust. Yes, you goes for it all. Yeah, I make some yeah. terrible, terrible yes. GMs. <laughs> like Jay Ajay when he was talking him up on draft day, like he was the next Messiah. Anyway, <laughs> Joey, right? I feel like the not like Joey and people in the league talk from a position of, I know I'm going to be in the playoffs, and I don't want someone else getting better than me. And no, like no. that's where that's the fault in the veto system in our league is like. Oh, no, this person ahead of me is going to get this person. Damn, that's going to ruin my chances at a title. I can't do that. Whereas in my eyes, where a trade just went through in our league, it was A.J. Green, who's now out with injury. And I think it was just straight up A.J. Green for Tyler Lockett and Tevin Coleman. That set a couple teams in the playoff picture, you know, up in arms because they're like, yo, how does the first place team only got A.J. Green? Like, yo, how does the best keep getting better? Like, yo, you could have made an offer for A.J. Green, Tyler Lockett, and Tevin Coleman isn't all that for uh, someone the caliber of A.J. Green. And also, they'd rather sit back mm -hmm. and bitch that that trade went through instead of making an offer to get him. And when I say you should make an offer to get him, nah, he's injured. I don't want an injured player. I'm not going to give up assets for him. We actually said. Well, then what's the complaint? We In our league, we actually said goodbye to one of, one of our longtime, like, perennial contenders. He lost in the championship two years in a row. Kevin, if you're out there, holler. He's, he's a very good fantasy player. And he last year he didn't like a trade that went down. Someone traded Gronk for Melvin Gordon and like week eleven, which wasn't a fair trade, but there was no collusion involved, so we didn't veto it. And he said he's not coming back to the league if we don't if we don't have vetoes. And we voted. You guys don't have vetoes at all. No, we oh, vote. We vote. Little. We vote as a league uh, on everything. So like I make a doodle and then whatever. We don't have vetoes at all. Every trade goes through. It's a much better system. I'm telling you, don't even do it. No one, no one even thinks about cheating. But that's because I got 12 quality. Well, well now, now what we're doing is, well, it's always been the case. You could always do it, but no one ever paid attention. You could go to the dashboard and you could vote and it's on the app on the app. Yeah. But we should. usually do it in the group chat. And then that's when what Joe said. <laughs> yeah. You should do anonymous. Because we're all that's fucking clowns, too. Like you can't get anything done in that fucking chat. Like it's all just like bullshit. And like gifts yo, and shit. Well, congrats. What's great is it'll be like, yo, because like, oh. like I'll text Joey and like we'll be discussing a trade and then I'll put it in the chat like, yo, me and Joey got a trade done. Veto, veto. <laughs> no one haven't heard the players. No yet. one knows any players. Nothing. They're like, yo, veto. I will veto. lose my mind as a commissioner. Yeah, yeah but they, like the chat loses their mind. They're joking. They're joking. But then like when they find out, it's like I already said veto. So like, or we don't know who vetoed like seriously and who didn't. Like it's. Just, it's Yo, a mess. God forbid you try and make a move to get your team better. It's not happening. No vetoes. No vetoes, people. That's my opinion, at least. I don't know. So you didn't tell them the offer. You got to me. You're like, yeah, so the offer, it was uh, Mark Ingram, Tyler Boyd, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and Nick, and Nick Chubb for Ezekiel Elliott and Devontae Adams. This was the trade that he announced and was like, Boom. Trade alert. Emojis. <laughs> With the sirens. Sirens. Like, yo, pay attention. You guys are, are are you guys awake? Be ready for this shit. And we're like, Dom. As if I was going to accept that. Yeah. And we were like, Dom, fucking no. Like, that's never going to happen. Like, are you insane? And you know what's funny? Everyone listening to this that plays fantasy football, there's a Dominic in your league. Yeah. There's everyone, a guy that puts the Dominic. most ridiculous trade packages together. So just, just so you know. There's also a guy that doesn't trade. I would much prefer a Dominic. But here's the thing. No, it's you Dom wouldn't. Dominic. Would. No, no, no. If Dominic? You, I have, I have my own version of Dominic. I, 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 literally, I literally will give you $100 you if you can give us talk? a player like, from your league and you take Dominic and add him to your group chat and then let me fucking know. Because then you're going to pay me $200 to switch back. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to make money off of this. 
This kid, it's all yo, fucking day. He concedes his fantasy week on Wednesday night. He'll be like, yo, congrats. Uh, <laughs> whatever so-and-so happened, like this happened, congrats, you won. I lost this week. Yo, if Before you're, anyone has seen the field. Yo, 108 p.m. on Sunday. Yo, fuck, congrats. We're on to next week. Ends up winning by he's like the 40. King, he's the king of hedging himself. He yeah. told me he was nervous when he was up 20 and had Steven Gostowski left. And I had, who did I have left? I, so, like, I forgot who I had left. I had no, I had some bum left. Yo, if you're, if you're listening to this right now and you're by a phone, get your Twitter and at us, you're the Dominic of your league. That's what it's going to be called, the Dominic. Yeah, don't even, Dominic don't even say, yeah, don't even say anything to him. Don't explain why. Just add him and then put hashtag the Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh Let's see God. how many Dominics we can get out. That was gonna be so this tight. Is like the, the league. What was their what was their trophy called? Their last place trophy? The Sacco. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's it's a mess. Yeah, he like the, there's no words. Gotta for love Dom. fantasy football. It's no, like I, I, I really need to talk to Tim and hear who his Dom is after. Oh, I got a I got a few. Though. My I have. Hold on, let me ask you though. We'll no talk. vetoes. What if a trade like that goes through? You're not upset. Oh, like a Gronk for like no, no, no. no the trade no, the I just trade, said. Yeah, imagine, you, you if, get Devontae Adams. I don't and think Z. anyone with knowledge would make that trade. Right, right. But the thing is, like, you're you're not gonna make that trade. They're not gonna make that trade. And but also, if a trade, and also that trade was proposed, Boston and agree to it. Yeah, oh, but I'm just you, saying. Right? Thank you. We needed that. We clarify. also. I also. <laughs> we also. I lock teams that aren't in the playoffs during the playoffs. Wow. So oh, if well, you don't yeah. make the playoffs, oh, you're dropping? locked. You can't do any ads and drops. So like, there's a lot of regulations in my league. There's, there's, there's a lot of fair like play. That. There's a lot of fair play like in my that. league. Like we we I don't know the guys. We've I mean, been doing it for a long time. We've been in this league since 2004. So everyone's like, everyone wants to win. We're gonna get a trophy this year with like our names on it and shit. Holler. Get a belt, yo. The belt is fire. I need that belt. Of course, we didn't have it when I won. I really thought I was gonna win this year. I was four and zero, best team in the league. Five games slide. Yo, I could still make a run this year, so don't sleep. Yeah, you see? We got this over here. Don't sleep! Yeah. I'm playing the second to worst team. I'm the worst team in the league right now. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't clipped a thousand points yet. I'm playing the second to worst you're team. You're in a 10-man league and you haven't got over a thousand points yet. Half point PPR. No, so haven't. you're averaging well under 100 points a week. Yeah, I had a couple bad weeks. Like, <laughs> no, like... <laughs> <laughs> one was a bye week week, so it was like legit. Everyone like on my bench was on bye. <laughs> I had to make. How much did you score that week? Fifty five. <laughs> Bro, I had everyone on bye. Oh, that was the week Zeke got hurt. Sony Michelle got hurt. Lashawn McCoy got hurt. Oh, Zeke didn't yeah. get hurt. McCoy got hurt. Michelle got hurt. Others got in like other shit. I, yo, my team put up sixty five because the Brita, same week. Brita and you Michelle got week. hurt that week. So see, yeah. that's not that crazy. Yeah. But the next, like, oh, two weeks ago, my team put up 77 with, like, <laughs> full roster and everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk some NBA. NBizzle. Mm. No, wait, hold on. That's, that's not it at yeah. all. Did you say NBizzle? NBizzle. Okay. NBazel. All right. <laughs> just the A. Just keep yeah. it to the yeah, just, just association. I, 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 that was the whitest thing I've ever Yo, done. Yo, you were doing so well. Yeah. That was the whitest thing I've ever done, honestly. You honestly weren't doing Put that well. Put some in a timeout, bro. Like. <laughs> uh, before we get into, like, uh, soundboard in this bitch, our NBA bro. segment, I just wanted to talk about the Jamal Murray thing. Mm. This guy shot a three with, like, 0.2 seconds left or whatever the fuck it was, and Kyrie got tight. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, so little backstory. Nuggets obviously playing the Celtics. They're playing in Denver. And Jamal Murray, is career high, he has 47 points. Game's ending. And you know when, like, I don't know exactly how much they were up, but they're just dribbling out the ball. And Jamal Murray just pulls the three as, like, time is expiring. And then Kyrie kind of got into the face of some Nuggets players and whatnot. He gets the ball. And as he's leaving, 
chucks the shit out of that into like upper deck like he launched it and then he was just saying he's like yo you're just being mad thirsty son like how do you just do that like that's not proper it's like the unwritten rules of basketball and shit like you don't do that we were talking about before we started recording about bob sir remember him on the hawks what was he chasing like a triple double record like four yeah. or five games in a row he missed the layup on his own backboard got an inbound went to his rim Missed the layup, got the rebound, so he could get a triple-double. It's like, shit like that is kind of corny. So I feel Kyrie on that, but I thought it was also gangster, too, that he tried to do that. Just, yeah, just just like as playing devil's advocate, if you don't want someone to score 50 on you, then don't let them score 49 points. Facts. You know bro. what I mean? Like, if I don't have a problem with him doing that because the game was already out of hand. The, they, they dribbled out the clock. Yo, he shoots at what, whatever, bro. You're just, you're, just butt, you're just butthurt. Yo, you Just are hurt because if you're saying, how can you say he's thirsty when you're throwing the ball up in the crowd looking for a reaction? Like, yeah. Did you see me do that? Yeah, that's what happens when you try and like do meaningless shit against us. Like, no, you're thirsty for attention too. Like, bro, that shit works both ways. Fuck out of here. That's, that's a soft ass move by Kyrie. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I literally don't care. Like, if I'm. If I'm Dude, the game was decided. That's what I'm saying. If I'm getting blown out, I'm like. Do a layup line. Like, throw it off the backboard well, five times like the Harlem Globetrotters and dunk it. Like, it's over. I lost. <laughs> or why don't you as Kyrie play to the buzzer if you feel that passionate about him mm. playing to the buzzer? Yeah. Mm. I, I like, bro, play to the buzzer. I'm not offended by that shit. Fuck that. That's it, soft. You know what it is? I'm also about bat flips and shit. So, I'm like, you See, know. So, here's yeah. the thing. I like, I was a coach of a softball team who was playing in their first ever softball, like, league. And we were in the eight. We would get destroyed, mercied unmercifully like 35 nothing <laughs> every game and there's this one coach they were up like 17 nothing and he's stealing bases every pitch like That's i got a pitcher in there that can't pitch it's like yo dude like i i yelled across the way like yo what the fuck like what are you teaching these kids yeah that's different you're a professional athlete yeah at that point they know it, yeah it's a different situation For like sure. yo you're not hitting the ball off the tee no more you're you're playing big boy sports against big boys Play like a fucking big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that guy boy. is a fucking hardo. That is. That's some, that's some sick Yo, shit. Yo, you have kid, you have kids and you're stealing bases of 17. That is crazy. Dude, crazy. I mean, you sound like you kept it together better than I would have. Yo, I, 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 I yelled mind. across the diamond. The the, yeah. the referee had to tell me, like, I'm not, I mean, the umpire had to tell me, like, All yo, chill. Right. I'm like, what do you mean? He's stealing on us. They're up 17. Or why is the? Oh, I would have been yelling like, why don't you do something to keep this in order? In like, fact, yes. that that wasn't even my softball team. That was my middle school baseball team. The first year we had it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, kids is completely different. They're learning the game. Sixth grader, a sixth grader was pitching. This kid couldn't even reach the plate, and they're stealing on him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fucked up. Cool. I got no problem in the NBA though with you taking that shot. I don't give a fuck, nah, man. Fuck. Whatever. Get your 50. Whatever. No one wants to play D? Fine. You walk into the bench already? Game's not over, bitch. Play D. That's <laughs> it. I remember not too long ago in September when CC hit someone in revenge for hitting Austin Romine. He's like, that's for you. Pointed at the guy, so that's for you, bitch, and walked off. Yeah. That's it. Yo. CC's a straight gangster, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. Fuck that was pretty fire. So you need that shit, man. That's for you, bitch. That's <laughs> for you, bitch. <laughs> Yo. I'm not fucking with CC. Hell no. Um... Cam, All right, cool. Cam Newton to CMC for 20 yards. Touchdown. Hmm. Just throwing that out there. Am Giving I, you Thursday Night Football updates. Am I playing against Christian? I'm playing Can CMC. Play? Now you got the phones going. Look at this. All right. Uh, let's talk NBA. Everyone has played around like 10 games. Roughly. Yeah, for the most part. Um, 
what just what what stands out so far? What do we got so far in the NBA? Just want a general discussion here. Uh, I mean, the thing that stands out for me, I think, is the East. I think the East is open for business. I think we we assume that they're the the Sixers and the Celtics and maybe the Pacers would run the East, but uh, here come the Toronto Raptors. They're eleven and one. Kawhi picked up right where he left off. In case you guys forgot. Like, thought he forgot to play basketball. He Don't worry, he didn't. 26 points per game, 8 rebounds per game, shooting 50% from the field, 44% from three. Uh, you, we were mentioning the, the magic number of, um, to, what, what's the magic the thing where it's like batting 300? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, the the yeah, that shooting fifty percent from the field, oh, 40, 40, 40, 90. 90. He's in that club right now. So Kawhi, right back to it. The Bucks are for real. Brooker Lopez was a great addition to that team. Um, they, I think I think for I hate to cut you off. I think with yeah. the Bucks, Budenholzer being the head coach, they're they've upped their pace. They got guys that should be running up and down the floor, like Giannis is spearheading that offense, and he's having a career re, career year so far, and his usage is through the roof. But I think. I know on the preview show, MP was talking him up about how like that's the shady biggest pickup of the NBA, a head coach, coach. getting Budenholzer from uh, Atlanta coming over. Yeah, those two teams in the East. I'm high. I'm going to Toronto for two thirty one. They play each other next day on Sunday. We're going to the game. That's Raptors. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. So you're going to see UFC and then you're going to see some NBA Sunday some action. Yeah, yeah. Same like arena, it. right? Good shit. Yeah, they they yeah. play in the same building. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What it's called. It used to be called the ACC, the Air Canada Center, but I think they changed it now. But yeah, just to, to finish the thought, like the sellers gonna be in it, the Sixers gonna be in it, the Pacers gonna be in it. So I can't wait to watch this East play out because the way that the Warriors are rolling, they're just gonna you know steamroll everyone at this point. So uh, this East is gonna be the most intriguing race there is, and I can't wait to see these teams beat up on each other in, in April as well. So uh, the East open for business. That's my really my biggest takeaway so far. My takeaway is just the rookie class like balling out. We got DeAndre Ayton down in Phoenix holding it down, putting up big numbers. Trey Young in Atlanta, they're fun to watch. You know, they, they get up and down. They're pretty young. Um, Torian Prince looks like a solid piece. Trey Young so far looks like a solid piece. DeAndre Bembry, who's been hurt, from St. Joe's. He actually led them to 8-10 titles. Been hurt the first two years of his career. Now he's back and healthy, and he's a big piece in that lineup. So as bad as the Hawks are, they're fun to watch because they run a ton. Um, so, yeah, Luka Doncic, too. You could put him in. He had all that hype coming over from Europe. Wendell Carter and, and the Bulls. So this rookie class is, I think, a top-notch rookie class. Like, not up there with the 03 rookie class, but it's going to be highly touted when it's all said and done. Mm. Yo, I think uh, Denver is for serious. The only loss that the Warriors had this year so far was to the Nuggets, and they also play in that high altitude. And they have, like, a a significant home court advantage when teams play back-to-backs. And the second part of that is in Denver, right? It's because it's, first of all, you travel. A lot of times, I didn't know this, NBA teams, yo, they land in the cities that they're playing in at, like, 5, 6 in the morning. Like, right after. They just dip. Like, if they play in Brooklyn and then they got to go play the Heat the next day, they're they're in Miami at, like, 4 or 5 a.m. So... Imagine going into a high altitude after you just played in, like, Los Angeles and you go into Denver. That shit's going to catch up with you. And, yo, Jamal Murray is a beast. I know we were talking about him before. But Paul Millsap is back. He missed, like, 40 games for them last year. And he's a 12-7 and seven guy and also the veteran presence. Um, Jokic is – I wish Ippy was here because that's, like, Jokic's his boy. He's his number one fan. But, yo, he's the best player in the league that no one talks about. 6-10-7 like, from the center position effortless triple doubles the guy is smooth he's, he's a big man that plays like a point guard like he has natural movements of a point guard he's not like a stiff guy out there 
And it's just a good team, yo. And they could get hot from three. Gary Harris, I've been on record saying he's the most underrated player in the entire NBA. And I just like I like this. Demo Were you? Team. I thought you said you hated that contract he got for Gary Harris. Yeah. No, no, no. You sure. I'm positive. Yeah. All right. I remember we had I remember we had a people's podcast and someone said who's the most underrated player in the NBA. And I, I said, could Gary, have swore you saw that Gary, Gary Harris. Harris was one of the worst contracts in the NBA when he first got that contract. Maybe initially. Maybe. So maybe sure. you might be right on that, but now he's yeah he proved me wrong. He Robert Woods me. <laughs> Robert Woods. Robert Woods got paid, and I was like, "Damn, son, that's a bad yeah, contract." It's like top ten in the league yeah, in yards right now. Like I know. <laughs> um, what about like the biggest like storyline that's uh, going on so far? Even though it's kind of early, but if there's any, yo, Jimmy Butler gives no fucks. Like that, guy, I like his attitude. I, what I do, he kind of doesn't give a fuck though. I, I, f- I feel like he does. I feel like he doesn't give a fuck about like all the extra shit. Like I just want to win. I want to ball. Yeah, but I mean, he's not even playing though. In his last four games, two did not plays. I, I three two ga- three games ago, he had twenty one points on twenty three shots. He's not playing well, and he's not playing in general. I'm talking about his attitude though. Like as far as like all the extra shit. But so, what they were in Golden State the other day, and the Golden State Warrior fans were swinging towels, and he was swinging, swinging towels towel. with them. That, well, what is nice about that attitude? I don't know. I mean, the pairing. He was calling for booze in his intro in his first home game. Yeah. They were booing him when he came out. He was like, ah, right. That he's, was amazing. He's trolling. Like, he's trolling. He nah, is, yeah. But he wants trolling. out, too. Like, I mean, I mean, clearly. Right, but, like, what's the point of trolling at that point? Like, it's just like. I the part the issues. part that I like the part that I like about him is that like all the, when that shit came out about him in practice like telling like the the ones like that was fire yeah that's what I'm talking about where it's like yo I don't fucking like I don't and then he was telling the GM like yo you need me like, yeah, that was dope that's cool yeah fine but you know don't be a dick like either be either be Earl Thomas or Le'Veon Bell don't be Jimmy Butler like be with the team or don't be. I mean, Earl Thomas was sick when he got hurt, though, flicking off the sideline. Sure, like, but Rock he, came back he chose his fate. Like, he could have Le'Veon Bell did. And it was probably the didn't. wrong fate. Yeah, yeah. And Le'Veon, look, Le'Veon Bell's not hurt. You could say that much for him. But, look, and uh, honestly, all the meanwhile, they got to watch the Bulls. And not for nothing, Laurie Markkinen, he's hurt right now, but he looks like the real deal. He looks like a guy who's going to be a, a good player. Chris Dunn still has potential. But most importantly, Zach Levine has become an absolutely certified NBA scorer bar none. He's averaging 27.4 points per game this season. That's fifth in the entire NBA. And you're the, and you're the Timberwolves, and you've got to watch two did-not plays and 21 points on 23 shots while you're watching Zach Levine help the, the Bulls beat the Knicks in double overtime with 27.4 Zach points Levine. per game. Like he had, I don't know what injected into him, but he was going off against the Knicks. He was go- he goes off. He's been going off. Nah, he's, he's a he's certified a scorer now. Like he's legit. He's sure. a go-to scorer guy on a, on a team. I if I was the Timberwolves, I'd be sick. Yo, my uh my storyline, and I know you mentioned the the East and the Raptors in passing before, but yo, Toronto is serious, serious. Yeah. Like Ibaka's playing the best he's played since like what year three of <clears throat> his Oklahoma City days when. They picked him over Harden. That's essentially why Harden got traded. Because they're like, yo, look, we have we have a point guard in Russell Westbrook. We can't have another guard. We're going to need the big. So we kept Ibaka. He's playing at a high level. I think it just opens up. Like, they played the Lakers a couple nights ago and without Kawhi. And at one point, they were up 37 points on him. And I just think that it's one of those situations where the fans of Toronto know, the players of Toronto know. It's like, yo, that guy is not here. Kryptonite. Our kryptonite is not here. He's away. He's not in our conference. 
And I think every team in the East just feels that way. But in particular, Toronto, yo, you give up DeMar DeRozan, but you get Kawhi Leonard in exchange. And like Tim was rattling off his numbers before, like Kawhi's back. Kawhi's yeah, back. Sure. The the only time that he's missed games so far, it's because they're just resting him. And, you know, he's not on a minutes restriction per se, but ideally they want him to play like 70 games. And they're picking it up without him. But I think Toronto is going to make noise in the East for sure. Yeah, it's funny you say the story, like the storyline I'm looking at is you say the kryptonite is gone, LeBron. That's where exactly where I'm going is Cleveland. Like they're back to being the armpit of the NBA. Like nobody <laughs> cares about Cleveland. Um, the veterans came out. Uh, Fry, Tristan Thompson most notably publicly said, you know, nobody knows how to win on this team except me, J.R. Smith, and Fry. Uh, no one's talking about Kevin Love, really. He's injured again. Like, what else is new? It's been the story of his career. Um, and then you have Colin Sexton, who people are questioning. The veterans are questioning his ability to play. They say he can't guard the pick and roll that he doesn't know how to create as a point guard. I mean, he only, he's averaging less than three assists a game as a point guard. And it's just like they're throwing this 19-year-old who had one year of college basketball. You know, it's his third coach. I always say that. You have three different coaches in three years from your senior year to one year of college to the NBA. Your coach is gone. Ty Lue got fired you know what seven games into the season so it's just it's a shit show in cleveland right now and to throw someone who you took ninth overall colin sexton under the bus like this it's it's not gonna go well speaking of butthurt tristan thompson J.R. smith channing Fry. yeah uh like the realization that they are nothing without lebron james mm-hmm. like and they're stuck in cleveland and yeah so what are you gonna do you can take it out on a 19 year old who's 10 games into his career suck a dick <laughs> honestly like Nah, it's pathetic. It's Take pathetic. a fat one. Like, I, I, and I would it's corny. tell him. It's corny as fuck. JR if he's uh, requested a trade to the media. And he's just like, well, I'm not playing anymore. They know how I feel. Like, they don't want me here. I know how they feel. So it's just like, yeah, I expect to get traded. It's like, bro, just I mean, that's be gone. Fine. That's fine. Whatever. No, I'm saying Don't like, throw a 19-year-old kid under the bus who's played 10 games. I agree. Your ninth overall pick. Like, yo. He was supposed, I remember you. You were the one who said we did our mock draft. You're like, yeah. yo, he'd be great, well, like, especially if LeBron goes. Like, that's when I really love the Colin Sexton pick. You took him in our mock yeah. before the draft. And it's a shame, like, what they're doing to him. Not the, like, not the organization and the players themselves. Especially because one of the great aspects about Colin Sexton is his attitude. Like, he, he needs to have a bulldog mentality. You're less likely to fight for your, for your boys if they're not, if they don't have they your don't back. They don't have your back, yeah. So, like. Yeah, it's a shit show. Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers before LeBron were a shit show with those ugly ass. Those were fire jerseys, bro. Yo, the those, blue and black. The not not the black versions. Like I'm talking about the like the the orange, the blue and orange yeah. ones. The blue orange with the white with the just the basketball logo. It said Cavs. Ugh. The the black ones are all right. With the Ricky nah. Davis days. Yeah, the black ones are okay. But those that ugly ass logo, and then then the cat, then LeBron comes over. They're all right, and he leaves. They suck again. Then he leaves. He comes back, they're good, and then it leaves, they suck again. This is the story of Cleveland. It happens. Uh, cool. So another thing I want to kind of talk uh, touch on, I want to hear from you guys, uh, is like the biggest so- surprise so far. Only 10 games in, but something had to have surprised you, whether it's good or bad. So you're smiling over there. What the fuck okay, is going on? Because I know we talked about it before, but yo, shout out to the Kings. Yeah, yeah, I had them as my sack. Sacramento six and five currently. I just wanted to pull up their record, but yo, finally picking in the top ten for what twenty eight years, twenty nine years they've been picking in the lottery. I mean, it seems like, but they're getting good production. Healed and Fox put some respect on the early two thousand Cavs. You're right, yeah. My guy Peja, 
Page of played in Greece. Christy, Bibby. came on over. Vladi Divac. Those teams were good. Yeah, Stoyakovich. Those were some of my Stoyakovich. favorite teams to watch ever. I feel like those. there was a lot of Kings fans. Okay, yeah. that oh, weren't like from New York, just like Matthew. Bro, the, Bro. Ki- yo, the Kings should have trademarked the headband. Mike Bibby should have trademarked the headband. They all had those headbands. We, yeah, yeah, yo, I, I only wore a headband because of Mike Bibby. Like no one else was wearing really? head. I swear to God. I feel like Mike. I Bibby mean, was I wore head. I wore headbands too, but it was like for Eminem because Eminem. What? Because Eminem. Eminem wore do rags with with headbands around them. Yeah, you ever wear a do rag? I mean, was I in sixth grade in New York City? Yes. I mean, so was I. I I wasn't you never wore a durag? No, bro. Ever in your life? Nah, headbands, though. I, I never oh. wore a durag. Either. Yo, why would you in wear a durag, life? though? Like, I mean, because I went to school in East Elmhurst. You also had, bro, so, we went to the same school. I know. <laughs> Yo, people used to wear headbands to school. I remember, like, there was. My teacher my, sunned me once. Oh, it was you. You told me that story. Yeah, well, I wore yeah. a headband to school. My teacher's like, You sweating? I was like, What? She's like, are you sweating? I was like, no, I'm good. She's like, all right, take your fucking headband off. Then. I was like, it's like, all right, yeah, you got it, Miss Schnetzer. Sunned me. That story had to be told. Yeah, it fucked me up, but. But yo, <laughs> even Bagley, Bagley looks all right. Yeah, Heald yeah. and Fox in the backcourt, boss. I know you always say like, no, no guard in the A, no, no chance. You know, it's what I say about no QB, no hope. And uh, Belicia, I think his name is, the, the veteran president. He's, he's their oldest player at 30. Yeah. And it's just such a young Kali core. Stein, too, you got to throw in there. And and they're, they're, they're playing well, yo. These Look, in the end of the day, if you're going to pick in the lottery for so many years, I know I was messing around saying 28 years, eventually you're going to hit on them, right? If you pick in the lottery for eight years in a row, all you need is like three of them to pan out. And then you have your core going forward. And that's what's happening with the Kings. Yeah, I said the Hawks, they're fun to watch because they score at a – insanely high clip and they also give up the third most points per game in the west so it's 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 up and down it's like yeah. they average 118 but they give up 119 it's like some really close and they're six and five and they're sitting in the playoff spot so who knows if that's sustainable but early on they're definitely fun to watch uh my surprise is the grizzlies mm. at six and four they're four and oh at home i you know it's well known that hold serve at home go 500 on the road that's probably a recipe for a playoff uh team Early on with Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley leading the team in minutes, that's what you want to see through uh, 10 games for the Grizzlies. So they finally have those two playing together. Conley got that ridiculous contract. Um, I still deem that ridiculous through his injury woes. But they drafted Jaron Jackson Jr. in the top three. He's coming along well. I think as the season goes on, he'll get better. Um, he's a shooter, a big man. He's kind of like Gasol. You know, he has Gasol's game. But um, yeah, they have they have a good they have good young pieces. They bought in Kyle Anderson on the offer sheet from yeah. San Antonio. He's only twenty five and giving them minutes. And then you also have um, what's that rookie's name? Oh, he's not a rookie anymore from Oregon. I'm Dylan Brooks. Brooks, who's giving them good minutes. So they have a lot of young pieces. Complemented finally with the health of Marcus Ole and Mike Conley, and they're six and four. And you see what they can do. Yeah, let's not forget like those are two all star dudes that what they missed like 80 percent of the, the year last year and that's why the grizzlies fell apart they were a team that took the spurs i think to six or seven games the year before as an eight seed so it is a team where yeah yo, any team you lose your two best players it's gonna be quiet for you unless you're tim's uh golden state warriors <laughs> <laughs> they could lose like four guys and be like no we got yeah, it tim just shrugged off your pat on the back <laughs> are you shocked are you- <laughs> What was that? <laughs> Told you I got I got an array of laughs. Yeah, oh, that was horrible. 
What are you shocked by? Uh, the Denver Nuggets are my shocker, but you know what? I'm Nick basically said everything I was going to say. <laughs> shocker? <laughs> <laughs> that was the most stoner, like, <laughs> you, a stoner laugh is one of the <laughs> It's one of the laughs in my repertoire. Yo, keep um, in mind, this is no excuse November. Yo, that's how, like, that's how, I am, like, I'm sober. It's 100%. no excuse November. Yo, that's how Siri laughs. It's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna just say uh, something. I got a conspiracy theory. Tyson Chandler <laughs> was released by the Suns. Mm. Suns GM James Jones. James Jones, formerly LeBron said his favorite player he's ever played with. LeBron's been on record saying that James Jones better uh, get an opt-out clause in whatever contract he has because he's gonna be an executive on whatever team that LeBron owns in the future. Tyson Chandler signs the Lakers. Hmm. Ooh. So that's what I'm sharing with you, instead of the Nuggets, because Nick literally said everything like I'm, I'm word for word. I'm kind of surprised, like saying. no one said the Rockets. Surprised in a bad way, like they're only putting up 105 a game. It's one of the worst in the league. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's on the squad, so yeah. <laughs> Yo, that guy. That's a terrible way to. I mean, he's really and, and Chris Paul. It seems like he's aged three years since the last time we saw him in the playoffs. Yeah, they begged their defensive coach. You, you told yeah. that was a huge loss for him. They begged him to come back out of retirement, and now he's back for you know the rest of the year. So, the Hawks are in like, I mean, the Hawks, the Rockets are in disarray, bro. For a team that's supposed to be giving the Warriors their own for their money this year. Everyone's picked to be a top three seed. Now, they wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. And, and not even that. They're just playing really bad, too. They're not, they're not fun to watch. You know me. I was, I've been on the Houston bandwagon for a, a while now. Now, I'm on the Houston football team's bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And let's get your... <laughs> I cannot <love> <laughs> Mad lazy, bro. Put some effort into those laughs. Ha! <laughs> um, let's get the let's get your way too early MVP candidates right now. My way too early MVP is easily Steph Curry. He's having a historic season. You talked about with that. the shot, boy. <laughs> with the shot, boy. Talk about that forty fifty nine. He's he's on pace for fifty fifty and ninety, which is ridiculous. Fifty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. <laughs> And 90-plus percent from the free throw line. You shoot 50% from three, you are a psycho. Before the show, he's averaging 31-plus. That would be a career high. So he's doing it all while still maintaining six assists a game. This dude is just playing on another level right now. He's having a better year than the year he was the United yeah, MVP yeah. a couple of years ago. So Steph Curry with ease. This wasn't even a, you know. A thought. Yeah, like when Nick, when we drew up this template, I was like, well, that's easy. Steph Curry, you know, right in there. <laughs> Before the show, you said you said Steph Curry is shooting 55% from three, and Joe literally, he was doing something else, and he looked up and started dying laughing, like cracking up. It's insane, dude. It's, it's insane. Not, it's video game shit. That's like video game when the sliders are all the way on. Like, Yeah. It's not advantage. even. Yo. And he's shooting from the, gar- from the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, no lie. If there's ever going to be a guy to break Will Chamberlain's single game record, I think it'd be Curry. Ooh, that's interesting. If he just caught fire one day and just came out first quarter like 7 of 10 from 3. Yo, he shoots from a range where you're taught to never play there. Yeah. And he's like, I got it. Yo, so, so look, let me just map it out for you, right? He comes out first quarter, 7 of 12 from 3, right? But the, they just tell him from the beginning, like... Yo, go are you for feeling it? it? Yo, just go for it, right? And then you, the recipe for you to get to 100 points is to get like 15 to 20 free throws also. He does penetrate, right? And he just catches fire. And it's like, yo, we're up 40 going into the fourth quarter, but you have 77 points. 
Just go. Intriguing. Just go. I think if there's ever going to be a guy, be him if he just catches fire. Just I would literally send him out there by himself. Like, How much figure would the, it out? If he scored 100, the Warriors would score 200. They'd put up 200 in the game. Nah, nah, nah. nah they'd probably get like 170. Yeah. All right, 175. It's <laughs> like an all-star game. It's like a fantasy. It's like a great fantasy week. Jesus. But yeah, if you had to pick one guy that could score 100 points, who, who would you pick? I mean, it would have to be the person who could shoot the three-point shot the best because it's yeah. the quickest yeah. way to get there. Steph yeah. or Clay? Steph. I think it's Steph. Clay does go on those runs. Clay would do it on eight dribbles. Yeah, he just wouldn't even dribble. Bang, 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 bang. It's like, Clay, don't play defense. Just stand in the corner. We're just going to throw it down to you. Catch and shoot. Just Catch and shoot. Go buck. Um, I don't support any Golden State Warrior ever being MVP. No matter how good their their yes. season is. No, because look, if you have Kevin Durant Bro. and and Draymond Green and so you Clay Thompson veto, so you on the same, then. On the same floor. Trades. I don't drink. What? All what right. are you talking about? Because like, you know how that Chris Paul trade was vetoed. Like, nah, I, you I, it is what it happening. is. I just don't think you should get an individual award on that team because it's a lot easier when you have great greatness around you so at an Bench unprecedented should, should level. MVP? No, because that's not baseball is not a team sport. It's an individual it sport is. played as a team. That's true. So I like that. That's a bar. Yeah, baseball. Baseball does. You're not. You know. Anyway, um, Kawhi Leonard is my MVP. Best player on the best team, uh, at least in the East. Uh, like I said before, he's in that club. Uh, the fifty percent from the field, forty percent, um, yeah, that club, and then you have the fact that Toronto's eleven and one. Uh, he's really leading the charge. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you forget how good he was because he sat out all of last year, but he's he's arguably the second best player in the NBA. So Kawhi Leonard right now is my MVP. I feel like I'm trolling by not picking Kawhi just because he sat, I think, one or two games for rest. But I'm gonna go with Giannis. First of all, he's a dirty lamb. Shout out to the Greeks. And number two, Brr. he's playing. He's playing at a career. He's on pace to break all his career highs. And you know, this is for him to take the next step to be in this discussion. I think is huge. And look, they're they're second in the in the East, so they're not that far behind. And you're going. You mentioned it before. You're going to a dope ass game. That that should be good, especially if like both teams have maybe lost seven or eight games at the time that they play. What is that? In like what three weeks? December, yeah, December, three, three four weeks. Nice. So yeah, that should be good. I'm going with Giannis though. All right, let's get to spitball real quick. <laughs> twing. Uh, <laughs> twing. <laughs> Starting with around Europe we go. Champions League, your boy Ronaldo, Joe, scored a big ripped goal. Up. Yeah, Guys ripped had up. to show people that he still got it. But, man, you came from behind in a big win that they needed. They currently are sitting in second place in their group, Juventus first place, but uh, Real Madrid had a big win, 5-0 win on the road. They need needed that. They're tied atop of their group. Man City with a big win. Bayern Munich just beating up on AEK boss. AEK is minus eight in goal differential. <laughs> uh, fun fact, that's my favorite uh, Greek soccer team, bedtime. Uh, Napoli, Liverpool, and PSG in an absolute bar fight of a, of a group, 6-6 six, six, and five points. And uh, Messi's back for Barcelona, so it was nice to see him uh, training again. Uh, it's not a sprint. The New York City Marathon was this weekend, and we got some winners. The, for the men, it was Lelisa Desisa. I think so. Lelisa. Probably not. Desisa of Ethiopia. He won the New York City Marathon this weekend. He beat out last year's chef, champion Jeffrey Kamoror of Kenya. Uh, it was pretty cool how it happened. About a mile left, he was trailing him the whole way, and then a mile left, he took off his hat and he threw it, and he's just like, "I'm getting down." And they just took the lead in the last minute, so it was really a head-to-head. -head. Imagine running 26 
0.2 miles. And now I'm going to start up. And yeah, did I, did I say last minute? I meant last mile. And then the last mile is where it's decided. Like, that's pretty crazy. The last, like, four minutes. I uh, mean, for, the last minute is the last mile of these fucking people. It's they true, run like it's crazy. a million miles an hour. He won it in two hours, five minutes, and 59 seconds. 26.2 miles, people. Uh, that's the second fastest time ever in the race's 48 year history. Uh, for the women, Mary Keith. Uh, Kitani, Mary Kitani of Kenya, uh, she won in two hours, 22 minutes, and 48 seconds, also the second fastest time ever. She won in 2014, 15, and 16, but last year, Shalane Flanagan, who was the first American woman in 40 years to win, she won the gold. And this year, Mary Kitani was like, I am taking my shit back, and she won by three minutes. So she beat everyone by a long, long shot. So, oh yeah, she, she she's like, I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. my crown back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, congratulations to you guys. Uh, you did something that I will never even dream of doing. I love when Tim gets to spit both all the names. Yeah, I know. He's like, uh, oh, uh, the names, names from Ethiopia. Yeah, I know stuff. <laughs> Yo, by the way, I might be running that next year. I hope kinda, you are, I kind of want to do it. My fiance did it, uh, t- uh, not this year, but last year's race, and it's a lot of training, man. Get I, ready. Well, obviously, a lot of have, you know, I have a whole fucking year to do it. Also, well, I just, yo, I think it's just dope to have that medal. Like you're from New York and you have the New York New York City Marathon. Like that is fire. That's awesome. Would you, so you do it too? You get one even if like doesn't matter what time you, you got to complete the, the race. Line. Yeah, yeah, no, you got to complete it. Yeah. And how much? How many miles is it? Twenty six point two. That's a long. Yo, time. the medals. Yeah, we should all do it as a brand. <laughs> Next year. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to start training now. Run up, <laughs> baby. I'm already. I'm, I'm I just did my miles first, ahead of you. I just did my uh, my, no, my third five k in yeah. my life just like two weekends ago. So three point two. I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah, my plan is, is my plan is times. to do a half marathon next summer, and then like so two years. Yeah, I'm no, no, no. Like, next summer run a half marathon, right, and then right. the marathon's in November. Oh, same. Uh, so you mean like early year. summer, like Ooh. June? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Running a half marathon and a marathon the same year. What? It is. Why? Yo. Dude, you train for the marathon. You run like yo, 18 miles. People get sick like during the marathon and stuff. Yeah. Like, they shit themselves. Being. I mean, sure. But they also like, it's just you, there's a lot of recovery time. Dude, a half marathon's not going to kill anybody. That's I got, true. I got months from June to fucking July, August, September, October, November. You're there. People Look. people do crazier things too. Like, That's true. My, my future brother-in-law just ran a 50-mile trail run. In a row, 50 miles. Yo, tell that kid, fuck <laughs> off. Jesus, 50 miles. And he had no water, no nothing. He had to figure it all out. He had to, like, drink from lakes. Yo, I don't want to ever meet this kid. <laughs> we, 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 we had him on the show. Well, I, don't, I don't want to remember him then. He's going to be on a, a future episode of podcast and chill. Look I forgot that in fresh lake water, you know, you can't beat it. Yeah, he had to, he had to carry, actually, a little, a little, like, disinfectant pouch. Yeah, You know what? He's going to tell the story on podcast and chill very soon. I'm so you'll, very interested you'll in see this. The, you'll hear the whole I, thing. Right. What the Do fuck I, are you talking about? There's a pouch you can just put stuff in the water and it's clean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it like gets rid of the bacteria. Yeah. I mean, we have Brita's, bro. Like, that's not it's, like, it's basically Brita except like in a tablet. does the same shit. News to me. Yeah. Uh, 25. 25th year of the UFC mm. is this weekend. Uh, their first card was 25 years ago in Denver. And they're going back there this weekend to commemorate that with... The Korean Zombie and Yaya Rodriguez headlining the card. Frank Yeager at the Palazzo. Yaya is uh, stepping in. And the co-main is Platinum Mike Perry. God. Versus Cowboy Cerrone, which is also a nice... Got a lot of beef there because Cowboys got beef with Winkle John, who is the... <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> Winkle John. But uh, he Jackson Wink, obviously the you know famous MMA gym. Uh, they have beef. 
he mm-hmm. had a falling out there. He trained there for a long time, and then Perry trains there as well, and they took Perry over him. And Winkle John admittedly said it was because of the money. And once he said that, like it's that cowboy off, like yo, that's all you care about is money. Mm. So a lot of beef between those two, but he has nothing but good words to say for Perry. So that'll be an interesting scrap. Go follow. We're starting to put out more content on the Veterans Minimum Instagram. It's at Veterans underscore Minimum. Make sure you guys go follow that. Follow us on Twitter also at Veterans Minimum. Sign up to Patreon. Please, we need the help. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, show some love everywhere. YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got stuff going out. So we don't really plug the show as much as we should. So I figure why not make it a spitball? Uh, No excuse November. Well, on the way to my uh, running the marathon next summer with, uh, I mean, next fall with all you guys, apparently. Um, <laughs> n- no uh, excuse November is going well. Uh, my next weigh-in is tomorrow. So if you want to see how much weight I lost from the beginning, uh, go see it. If you guys aren't familiar with No Excuse November, I am. Uh, and people around in the community as well, the VM community. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great. Uh, talking to people about this and seeing their results as well uh, at Tempa Trop for all that stuff. Um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so it's no. Uh, <laughs> there's no. Uh, you got to eat healthy. There's no drinking or drugs of any kind. Uh, you got to work out every day and you got to meditate uh, every day. So I've been doing that every day and it's been great. And oh, and intermittent fasting. I've been doing that as well. So all the updates uh, on my Instagram. So go check that out and be part of the community. It's a pretty cool thing. Uh, trying to get to know you guys a little better and stuff like that. We're doing it till Thanksgiving, uh, so no excuse November, baby. And then gain it all back on that day. Well, I'm trying not to. I, I apparently got to run a marathon now. You got a year, dude. Do you know how long that is? I weigh 220 pounds. So what? He 25 pounds. 225 like pounds. I, into I saw someone <laughs> running the marathon barefoot. Oh, yeah. Sure. That's absurd. That's psycho- That's crazy to me. I mean, Yes. It is, but it's also natural. <laughs> but I would rather run it barefoot see, than run it at 225. You can see some people, though. They're, they're heavier people running the marathon. Yo, what's like a good time for the marathon? Uh, they say under four hours is... Uh, that's ridiculous. You're not going to do that. Like, someone, if you can average like an 11-minute mile, I think that's like four hours I and know, like uh, four and a half hours. Ran 456 or something, and he was like very happy with it. And he's also yeah. like... He runs a lot, but he's also like a heavier set guy. My, and he my, was training a lot. Like He would go out every night. Like Yeah, yeah you know, got to train. Yeah, my fiance ran four thirty-five. I think she's a beast, though. Four thirty-five. Yeah, that's like a. I think that's like, like 10, a ten thirty. Yeah, which that's not happening. No, <laughs> not for me either. Yeah, it's not happening. I just ran a three k and I, ran, I didn't even run ten thirty. At this point, like, I think I could finish it. It would take me probably in five hours. That, not five hours, like five hours and change, and yeah. maybe a lot of change, <laughs> but definitely in the five hour range. But I don't think I could run the entire thing. Question. Do you do a tune-up where you actually run a marathon, or do you not? No, no, no. I, I think when you're training for it, you never run 26 miles. No. You usually run, I think, up to like 19. 19 is the cap. And then you and then you fucking do 26 that day. Just do it. There's like, if you can run 19 miles, like yeah, at that point, dude, good, it's yeah. like you're... you're le- I ran recently, ran and walked 15. You can't stop. And it, eventually you don't feel anything. And you get like runners high, and then like you just go, and that's when people shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, back in action. College basketball is back with a bang. Uh, Kansas, the number one team in the country, probably no longer, but beat Michigan State in the Champions Classic, followed by Duke putting the beats on Kentucky. Oh my God. Uh, Zion Williamson 
brought Instagram to life. We saw mm-hmm. him on IG for you know the last two, three, four years. It felt like forever more than that. But uh, he had 28 points on 11 of 13 shooting and seven rebounds. He just yo, I think that guy can get a rebound whenever he wants. <laughs> He's just like freakish. I was mad. I was so mad he didn't take the tip. I was like, but they do have seven foot. Like Marquis Bold in seven foot. So there's that. But. He has a 48-inch vert. They said they had to... 48? Bro, they, he, the, the thing at Duke, they said, you know, the, where you yeah. jump the sticks or whatever. I don't know what that's called. But they had to put it on a cushion because he jumped higher than it. 48? Yeah. Bro, his vert. <laughs> Crazy. Have you seen him jump? Yeah, I have. Bro, just f- watch Duke. Duke is must-see TV this year for anyone out there. RJ Barrett is probably going to be the number one pick. Uh, he also had 33 points in this game, and he just moves with so much grace. And keep in mind, Zion weighs... More than me, 280, 285. And he moves gracefully. Did you hear what Steve Kerr said? He's like, I thought I thought LeBron was a one time deal. I guess not. Shit. Yeah. No, he's And the other Kim uh Reddish, right? Yeah, Cam Reddish from Harlem. He's, and they got Tyrus Jones, brother. Pick. Trey Jones. Yeah. He had a good game, no turnovers against Kentucky. So that was impressive too. So I'm just thinking about my bracket right now. They got a well, good I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I mean, well, Duke's a heavy favorite, bro, but no. I will say this. I Nothing wrong with Ben the favorite. I put in a couple in tickets, some futures. Syracuse to win it all. They're top 15 teams start. Uh, don't, don't say your prayers. Plus 4,400. They're now plus 2,750. After okay. One game. And LSU, who's also a top 25 team, plus 12,000 I got them at. They're now plus 10,000. So, you know what I'm saying? Making the right moves. Teams are starting to, you know, after one game, Vegas is adjusting. I think... Duke was plus 500 to start the season. They're now plus 360 after one game, which is ridiculous <laughs> because, I mean, it's a tournament in March, and it comes down to one game, and you play a lot of good teams in a row, and anything can happen in March. We've seen Duke lose to Lehigh back in the day. So <laughs> for them to be plus 360, I think, is absurd. But what do I know? Especially in, after one game in a season where injuries can happen, and who knows what can happen. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. You guys want to get some NFL here? Mm-hmm. First game, Saints against the Bengals. No A.J. Green. Mm. A lot of Alvin Kamara and a lot of Michael Thomas, hopefully. Yo, honestly, though, if I could start on this one, cue up the slaughterhouse music. This one's going to be a bloodbath. The Saints are going to absolutely demolish the Bengals. Ooh. I, I, it's going to be over from the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I'm, I'm not even joking. The, Saints, the, Saints, the Bengals are already at the bottom of the league in pass defense. Uh, they have the most completions given up per game. Plus, they're banged up. Vontez Burfecht isn't expected to play. Nick Vigil also isn't expected to play. Carl Lawson just went out for the season. He's their, they're probably one of their better pass rushers on a pass rush that gets no pressure on the cornerback anyway. So he, they they were already bad. They're going to be worse. This offensive team is clicking, and a lot of people could say that the Saints could be falling into a trap game in this game, overlooking the Bengals. I don't think that's the case, and I think the signing of Des Bryant shows that. I think that they signed Des Bryant and shows, okay, we're not resting on our laurels. Yes, we just put up 45 against the undefeated team and we just beat them. But now we're going to sign Des Bryant because we're going for it. I don't think this team takes its foot off the gas all year. I, th- I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Absolute blood show. Bloodbath. Blood show? Blood show. Blood show, bath, all the above. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Tim got me high when you brought up Slaughterhouse. Yo, Joel Ortiz just came out with a just came out with an album. Now there's a name I haven't heard in a while. That, Joel yeah. Ortiz is so like underrated. So. Yeah, he's, he's, so, he's nice. He's so and I feel like he's yeah, not widely known. Yeah, we know, like we know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
The block is hot. I like the Saints, man. Especially, I mean, I mean I, I'd hope you like the Saints. They're, they should be a Super Bowl favorite. I think. I mean, like I said last week, that if they won that game, now the road, you know, if, if both teams went out, it's going to have to go through New Orleans. So that was a huge win. Not only now, but like just looking at the playoff picture. And going into this game, I mean, Tim's pretty much covered it all. The Saints, the last two weeks, have allowed 500 plus yards from scrimmage to the Chiefs and the Steelers. So if they had. They could allow 500-plus to this offense, too. It's not out of the, the question. Bengals, the Bengals. The Bengals have, yes. Yeah. And to the Saints, like, I wouldn't find that crazy. And it would be the first time ever that ever happened in history of NFL where a team would allow back-to-back-to-back 500-yard games. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't put it out of the picture. I don't think that's as much of an impact on this game. I don't think so. I do like the signing. Like, I don't think, yeah. The look, at, look at way down the line. They play the, the Cowboys. Uh, I think it's on uh, week 13, prime time. So you know, Dez is gonna slating be, that. Yeah, he's gonna perfect be time for him to one. get you know accustomed to the offense. He got a couple of weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of agree with you guys too. I think this game is it's gonna get ugly. A- Andy Dalton's a completely different quarterback when AJ Green's not out there. And you brought up a good point before. <clears throat> Joey was like, "Yo, uh, Tyler Boyd's gonna face <clears throat> excuse me number one coverage." But he usually lines up in the slot, so we'll probably avoid that. I think Tyler Boyd continues to dominate Same. out of the slot. They, they like this kid, uh, Erickson. He's like a slot guy also. He'll probably be on the opposite side. And then John Ross, we've been waiting for him for a while now. I think he's had one good play in the NFL, and it was that preseason, pre-season <laughs> game against the Bills where everyone went crazy, and they're drafting him in like the 10th round when they shouldn't be. But anyway, yeah, I think this game is it's going to get ugly. I think the Saints now, I could see it being closer just because they're coming off that high, and they are on the road where I'm a little hesitant taking them on the road. But I, I do think like there might be like a backdoor cover kind of situation with the Bengals, but it's a game where start to finish, they're just controlling. Yeah, I agree. So, so we are, we're all in agreement in this game. So the question, so I'm going to ask you guys, mm-hmm. Des Bryant, you think he makes a big difference? Yeah. He's uh he, he's probably a phenomenal tight end for them. Like, I think they use yeah. him like a tight end. He has no separation. You don't need him to go crazy. He's, he's more effective out of the slot at this point in his career. And that's where Mike Thomas has been doing a lot of damage. It's crazy how, like, fantasy experts for years have been saying, like, yo, put your best wide receiver in the slot. You avoid the guys on the outside because a lot of corners don't travel inside, right? One of the worst corners in football are always your slot corner. That's why when you have a guy like, remember uh, Walter Thurman a couple years ago when Mm -hmm. he was with the Seahawks? It was, like, the number one slot corner. Came to the Giants, bedtime as usual. (laughs) But now a lot of teams, right, they, they line up guys. Like, Marcus Peters was not on... Mike Thomas at the start of that big touchdown that he had last week, he just, Mike Thomas ran his route to Marcus Peters. There was a blown coverage, and that's why it looked so bad. So the Saints are going to keep using Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas out the slot. But Dez, like a, like a tight end sort of, they don't really have a tight end that scares you. Ben Watson, yeah, it's cool, but I think that's just another weapon. I agree. Like the Saints, they're putting up numbers, so it's kind of hiding the fact that it's basically Alvin Kamara and... Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas, and it's sometimes sometimes Ben Watson. Yeah, like and there really isn't a guy like Traquan Smith gets his uh, big plays here and there, but there really isn't another guy. I think the addition of Des Bryant, if he does play the slot and if he does play kind of a pseudo tight end like Nick is suggesting, I think that's the best possible role for him. And you put him right in that mix in the end zone and in the red zone, and you have yourself a giant red zone weapon on a team that's already clicking. So you assume he's not going to be a locker room problem or nothing like that because you know. He it's he he's expendable. Like yo, we'll get rid exactly. of you, bro. Like we're trying to win this shit. And like, shut you, the fuck up, or like 
you're out. Yeah, and if you can't ex- respect Drew Brees, who can you respect? You're not going to go up and mouth off to right, Drew Brees right. after week 10. You know what I mean? Like, and like, you know your role, too. You're not going to be like, yo, get me the rock. It's like, dog, yeah. there's like two other players on this team. That's why he played competitive football or had a training camp. So yeah. it's, you know, he's got to get back into the group himself. But I think that's where he's going to be used most in the red zone. I think that's where he becomes more of a weapon because if Michael Thomas sees most of the attention in the red zone, that's just still a big body who can, you can throw a fade to it. He can go up and get it. So that's where I see him doing damage. Drew Brees also, you bring him up. He's three touchdowns away from moving into second place all time. On the touchdown list, I think it was 508. He needs, he's, he needs three to get 509 ahead of Brett Favre. So that's just another record he's going to probably break this weekend. If you're looking at it, you know, looking at the Bears def- I mean, the Bengals defense, Drew Brees. Hope Thomas. <laughs> I'm definitely, if I had a prop in front of me, will he move into second with three touchdowns, pass, passing touchdowns? I would bet yes. For this weekend? 100%. I like it. Like the, the yes get up minus two hundred though. That's probably like. it's probably yeah. you know I have your favorite. Yeah. All right, look uh, it up. So we're all in agreement with the Saints. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Oh, oh yeah. I know you are. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, all right, next game we got the Seahawks against the Rams. Do the Rams come back and they say, "I got to show everyone my dick again"? They do, but they won't. Like I think they come back, like they hoops. win. But, yo, this is a weird spot. And I might be overlooking things, but next Monday night is probably the best regular season football game we've had in a very long time. The Rams are playing the Chiefs. Now, I think they're playing in Mexico. And I think that this might be a situation where the Rams kind of have their their mind on that game more than this one. They're a 10.5-point favorite and at home. This is their first home game in a while. They've played the last four of their last five games have been on the road. And it just has the makings of, you know what, let's just handle our business. Let's just win, uh, not even comfortably, let's just win, and then we have a big game next week. Because, yo, that game next Monday night is going to be massive because you got seeding on the line. You have the MVP trophy on the line. Who's going to show out on primetime? You know that influences voters and social media where all that momentum picks up. I kind of feel like... On a neutral field. On a neutral field also. I kind of feel, boss, you were on the Seahawks from the beginning of the year. Like, yo, they might be a nine-win team. No one's talking about them. I think if this team makes the wild card, I, I, I think it's the prime example of, yo, if you have an elite quarterback, you have a chance to make the playoffs because this team is pretty mediocre. Their ground game, though, has been phenomenal. It has, yeah. I think they're number one in rushing. I just read it's been persistent. It's been persistent. Like Kyle Shanahan, you know how he rolls. I mean, but that's not how, Kyle but that's how good. That's how the good Seahawks teams were back in the day with Marshawn Lynch, right? Persistent, like they were just gonna go between the tackles, no matter what. Yeah, and they got that now with Mike Davis. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna say Rashad Penny, but Chris Carson. Like, even if you want to throw Rashad Penny in there, it's a nice little three headed monster. So, I mean, yeah, they get it done on the ground. Brian Schottenheimer is what I meant to say. Longtime Jets offensive coordinator, but. This game is interesting because the Rams have kind of always had the Seahawks number, even when the Rams sucked. That's what that's yeah. what's interesting. And then you know, if you look at it this year too, they only lost Seahawks now. Like when the Rams are a top dog, they only lost them by two. Yeah. So it's like always a tight game. Always a tight game between these two. So it's it's the line in Vegas is ten. I think this is the ten, first time in the half, Russell yeah. Wilson, like the Russell Wilson era, like the good era where they're a, more than a double digit underdog. So. It's it's interesting because I don't think they are that much of an underdog. The 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 Seattle team is persistent, and you saw a chink in the armor a little bit last week at the Rams. And I think if you're a team like Seattle and you're a team like and you're a coach like Pete Carroll, you smell blood in the water. So you're gonna want to go after them. You're gonna want to attack them, and you're gonna want to do some damage. 
And that defense has been playing. They don't have the names anymore, but they've been playing like the Legion of Boom, and they've been playing well, and they've been bringing it. Bobby Wagner still in the middle of that offense, still running shit. And they have the ability to do things. Now, do I think they'll win? It, it's hard to stop the Rams. And unless you're unless you're an elite defense, I don't think you have a shot at stopping the Rams. I think you also need to be an elite offense to, right. to convert third downs, to keep the other offense off the field. Because that's what the Saints did. Saints dominated that game start to finish, well, but they also kept the offense off the field. I mean, the Seahawks have that recipe. They, they got do, the ground yeah. game to do it. So, you know, it's will, will they come through or not? They also have to score, too, to keep mm-hmm. up with them. Like, even if you keep them off the field, the Rams have big play potential. They don't need time possession to score, so... That's another interesting aspect. So we'll see. I like I like the Rams here. They're both coming off losses. The Rams also are like Seahawks are in second place, I believe, in this division mm-hmm. with a comfortable four and a half game lead. So the Rams are kind of chilling. They could be looking ahead to that match, that primetime matchup, potential Super Bowl matchup, maybe. So they really don't have anything to worry about in the Seahawks. But I, I still like them to, to you know pick it up, coming off loss, get their shit back together, and get back on track. I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah, if they lose to the Seahawks. They could potentially drop three straight. Yeah. And then how are you looking at the Rams moving forward? You're like, all right. It's kind of this is a little skid here, bud. Yeah. Three games is a lot. And they they're showing some weaknesses. They they need to live back. Bad. They need him back. Yeah, they do need him back. I was gonna say it could have been even four if Rogers got a chance a couple weeks ago. Word. So they're playing some good comp. Let's see, you know, let's see how they hold up. They're one on one right now. Yo, my book. Marcus Peters. Sucks. Now. Yeah, he does. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> it is. It's bad. Yo, it's a, it's the shit I always said about the corner, right? That's why guys like Grievous, Champ Bailey, those guys that did it, even Patrick Peterson now, like, yo, they've been top corners for years now. Marcus Peters, this is what, year four he's in the league, I think? It's like he had those two, three good years, and he they just fall off a cliff, really. The, the, the fall from grace for corners is astonishing. I think he was never a great cover guy anyway. People just fell in love with his ball hawk ability. That's the thing. He was he reminded me a lot of Janoris Jenkins, mm. right? He they're both head cases. They both would get a pick six and the ensuing drive 75-yard bomb over their head. That's just how they were. But it's like what you said, Tim. You you want guys like that cuz they're ball hawks. I think they're more safeties playing corners mm. than they are corners like actual man coverage. Peters could be playing injured too though. Like we know Salib is out and like do they really? Do we want to see that Rams secondary without Peters and Salib? It's like Peters had that that calf injury mm. and Achilles issues, so it's just like, who knows if he's fully healthy or not? He certainly, if he is, I would agree with you. He yeah. does not look good at all. But if he's injured, that's a different story, and it could be, you know, because he's been getting burned a bit. So, and it shows you just like, if the Rams don't get pressure, they're kind of fucked on defense because. You can beat them on every level of defense. No unit is really elite on their squad except that front four of animals. Yeah. Uh, that's getting Dante Fowler now, too. Yeah, so, he was a beast last week, too. He had a couple sacks. So you got those you got those three animals in the front. But when you have an offensive line like the Saints, who I think is the most underappreciated unit in the entire NFL, like they're, they're the most underappreciated elite unit in the NFL. The Saints' offensive line continues to produce week in, week out against every single opponent, no matter what. Last week, they pretty much shut down Aaron Donald and, and Adama Kunsu and had let them have no impact on the game whatsoever. How many times did you hear their names called in the, in the broadcast? Yeah, not at all. Almost none. So mm-hmm. you, you eliminate those two guys from the fold, and all of a sudden you got yourself what happened and that's it you could put up 45 on the rams if you just hold those two guys now much easier said than done right i remember fowler you said fowler last week had a 
insane tackle on Kamara. He just got a handoff. He just got like clotheslined. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, he just and ran Fowler in there. was like, yo, my fault. Because he was like kind of around the neck. It was like kind of an ugly tackle. I was surprised it didn't get flagged in all honesty in today's NFL. But he's like, yo, my bad. Like, you good? Because he was getting like grabbed by the tackle. And then he just like reached out with one arm. Clotheslined him. Straight up clothesline yeah. Kamara and just bought him like backwards. It's crazy because Kamara, it's like he bathes in baby oil. Yeah, shifty. Like no elusive. one can. It's like they just slip right off of him. I don't even understand that he. Wa- I've never seen someone get a one yard run like a goal line run where he just there's there's a pile and somehow he slips through un untouched. Just dances his he just, way through. He just like walked a, right like in. A leprechaun. There's three hundred pound men all piled up on each other and somehow he managed to slip on in. I'm such a fan of Kamara, man. Yeah. I guess that guy's crazy. amazing. Um, all right, cool. Our final game here, we have the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Cowboys coming off a really nice loss to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> That's crazy. This I feel like this is going to be the game where people look back and say, this is where the Cowboys season started going down, and this is where the Eagles started ascending back to where they're supposed to be. Uh, I feel like the Eagles are hitting their stride. And after a bye week, I'm taking them uh, for sure. And, yo, is it time for Jason Garrett to get fired? Yeah, it's been time. It's, I was gonna say last year was time. I, like, do you know they're on the worst pace? They're on a pace to have a worse offense since Quincy Carter was their quarterback. Shots Quincy Carter two in two thousand two. Like they are gonna have a worse offense than a Quincy Carter. Bro, I wasn't even watching team. football in two thousand two. Former Jet Quincy Carter. Former Jet Quincy Carter. Shout out, yo! <laughs> they're gonna have to extend Dak after this year, and I can't wait. I'm telling you, they're going to have to sign him and Amari Cooper. It's going to take up like $35 million of their cap, maybe even more. I'm not sure how I feel about Dax, though. I remember I hated him. I was like his biggest naysayer coming into the league. Yeah. But it's just like, yo, he has nothing to work with outside of Zeke. And you already know they're putting like eight in the box. So it, it, when I look at it now, it's just like his numbers aren't all that good. And then I just look at Sam Darnold like – He's got nothing to work with, and he doesn't even have a Zeke behind them. So it's like these young quarterbacks. You got to consider get Dak to yeah, be a young yeah. quarterback. Like, doesn't have anything to work with, and this is why you see them dropping games at home to a Titans team they should beat if they want to be taken seriously. Yeah, I mean Zeke in the first half had over ninety scrimmage yards, and then he had six touches in the whole second half. And you know, I I put a video up on VM, and I was like, I know how to stop Ezekiel Elliott. Just talk to the Cowboys coaching staff. Yeah. Like the game, the, the game didn't get blown out until the end, right? And Zeke is a guy that he, he's sort of game script dependent. Like, sure, he catches passes out the backfield, but he's not a, a three down back for the most part. They use that dude, uh, Rod Smith, I think his name is, for, for like passing downs. But it's like, yo, how do you, he, he is your only weapon. Like, how do you not keep You have to him? find a way to get him the ball. You have even, to, even if you have air. to force it. Dude, they've had so many games where, I'll never forget the Denver game last year because it cost me so much money playing DraftKings where he had like 23 touches, 23 rushes, 27 yards. But it's like, yo, you have to keep feeding him, especially when the game is close. He's your only weapon. For sure. But I don't know. Cooper Cooper looked Cooper looked okay. Yeah, he did. But they're going into Philly, and it's just like after that uninspiring performance at home, they're 0-4 already on the road yeah. this year. That was our first loss at home. And with Phillies, like, seeing the division back in sights with the skins getting, you know, dinged up and the cut, they're coming off a loss, it's just like I see Philly just taking this game and running away with it at home. If you're looking at the NFC East right now, you're going to see the Giants are clearly on a decline. Uh, I mean, Giants are one and have one win. Right. So they're they're sliding they're not at even a, a nice pace. All right. 
down the mountain. We were and taking then, a nap. And then you had the Redskins that were climbing up that mountain, but now they got two offensive linemen that went down. Uh, they, they got injuries like scattered all over the place. Uh their offense can't come back in a game unless Adrian Peterson is rushing for 100 yards. They're not winning, so they're you don't really expect them to win the division. Uh, the Cowboys look like they never played offense before. They scored less than 21 points in in only two game, all but two games. Excuse me. They lost Sean Lee again. He's out. 46 He's out. Yeah. yeah, they lost Sean Lee again. Now it's not as bad because they have Tevin Smith and they have Van, Van Der Esch, Esch, who have been really good. So. Uh, I don't think it's going to have that effect, the same one. But, yo, it's going to be an effect, obviously. It's Sean Lee. It's the quarterback of the squad on the defense. They're on the down low. And then you got the Eagles just kind of chilling. And they get Golden Tate, too, for the first time. That's right. Rissy, and, and he cooked the Cowboys a couple weeks ago with Detroit. So It's interesting, too. We still got that backfield. Darren Sproles was supposed to come back, but he suffered a, a setback to that hamstring Wednesday, yesterday. So... I want to see Josh Adams lead that backfield. I know Tim talked him up on the wave. Uh, well, I'd like to see him be like a take that bell cow role. All right, so who do you guys have in this game? Cowboys or Eagles? Does anyone is anyone picking the Cowboys? Eagles. I got the eggs. Eagles. Eagles. eggs. Yeah. I got the eggs. Eggs. Yeah, Cowboys are the most cost. Um, all right, wrap, we'll wrap up this show with our picks. Mm. Oh yeah, just to go down the uh, line with the. Records are bosses still in first, eighteen and nine. Yeah, yeah, you know it. How was you <laughs> one and two last week? One and two last week. Oh. It, was, it was not the best week. Forgetting you're fading out last week's records. I just gotta correct you. you know oh, okay, okay. <laughs> why, are you, why are you smirking? Because I'm writing. Uh, I am in second, fourteen and thirteen. Nick is. What was your record thir- last week, bro? I was two and one. Thanks. <laughs> Guys, you can assume what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Nick is in third. He was. 12 he's 12 and 15 2 and 1 as well 2 and 1 last Shout week out to Dallas. uh tim is in dead last <laughs> fucking place dead last like 11 there's and, no coming back 11 but, and 16 but last week last week last week you went 3 and 0 guess who's back baby it's the highness your highness of the plus and minus it's the dapper handicapper the captain of the cover the breezer through the teasers the money mayweather of the money line the patron of the parlay that's right. I'm back, baby. You're not any of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. There was, there yeah, was one, one that I liked. I kind of popped for on the inside. The Cardinal of the Card was pretty good. The Cardinal of the Cards? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was last week. Oh, that was last week. Oh, that was last time. Oh. That was last time. I got that. Breezer through the teaser. Yeah. That's the last one, too. You know, Money Mayweather, I think he could have done better. I got yeah. bars. That was too long. I was, that was, yeah, I was running yeah, yeah. I was running out of steam at the end, yeah, but yeah. I was like, I need more. You should have started with the Mayweather one. Maybe it would have flowed better. Maybe, maybe. And that's to say the patron of the parlay, not the patron. Like the you game. should just can this whole idea. El patron, el patron of the parlay. Just cut this. Part. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know when you're fucking. Yeah, you know it's bad when you you go three and zero for the first time. You're dead last place and you're celebrating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, everybody, Tim's like, let me have my moment. I need please. something, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> uh, right, so can I pick since I'm in last yes. place? Yes, I've gotten very used to picking first. Yeah. Um, New Orleans minus uh, four and a half at Cincinnati for all the reasons that we went through earlier. I won't bore you with those reasons again. New Orleans in a bloodbath. Um, Jacksonville plus three and a half at Indianapolis. I think that Indianapolis defense. We've seen Jacksonville uh, bounce back. And even though Jacksonville is having a bad year in terms of defense, they're still number one against the pass. So um, 
Jacksonville plus three and a half. And I have Chicago minus uh, six and a half versus Detroit at home. Uh, last week, Matt Stafford got sacked 10 times. That offensive line is in shambles, and Khalil Mack is back in practicing. Um, that, that, Turn to the Mack. That uh, up, Chicago defense, which, boss, I take PayPal, I take debit, I take I credit. Did, I did, I, I did. I just want to let you know, uh, they outscored the Bills last week, and I think they they're going to do a lot of work did. against Detroit. Uh, Detroit never plays well. Uh, it's going to be a cold, windy day in Chicago, so I think Detroit... Uh, Detroit struggles to score, especially without Golden Tate. You saw how much Golden Tate had an effect on that offense. So um, I was high on Detroit coming into the year, but uh, not anymore. Uh, Chicago minus six and a half versus Detroit is my last one. I'm going with the New England Patriots minus six and a half going into Tennessee. Um, I just think that Malcolm Butler is going to be guarding Josh Gordon, and I think Josh Gordon is going to see 37 Seven targets. and a half. Se- it's seven and a half? All right, I still like it. I'll take a seven and a half. Yeah. Thank you for uh, checking us there. Um, I'll take the Seattle Seahawks plus 10. Bro, 10 and a half. No lines are 10 and a half. Yeah, oh, okay. 10 and a half. Good. Even better. Half point. That's two possessions. And then uh, I'm taking the New York Giants. Three and a half. Three and a half. <laughs> Monday night football against the Niners. I don't understand this line where the Giants played on Monday night football a couple weeks ago. Against Atlanta, and they were a four-point on the dog. You're telling me that Atlanta's a, a half point better than the Niners? Just doesn't add up to me. So I think there's a lot of value in that number for the Giants. So Giants plus three and a half, Patriots minus seven and a half, Seattle Seahawks favorite bet of the weekend plus ten and a half. Two All doggies. Right. I'm not crazy about these picks. Actually, you say that every week. Nah, this week though, I, I there is my I hate my underdog. That's the only thing that yeah. I just like. This it's is, a tough week, man. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. Uh, anyway, my first game I'm taking the Saints, huge dick against the, <laughs> against the Bengals, big pussy. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Chargers, lot of wide receivers against the Raiders, minus nine and a half. Black hole suck job. Those, they suck dick. That team sucks. Yeah. If you're a fan of the Raiders, sorry, just. Move over to the NBA for like four years and then come back. <laughs> I mean, the Warriors are right there. So yeah. they got something. Move over. They got something. Hey, they're, they're going to lose the team anyway, so might as well start not rooting for them a Go year back early. to like being productive on Sundays. Don't sit <laughs> on your couch and watch your fucking team suck it. Um, my underdog pick, I don't I'm taking the skins, getting two and a half against the Bucks. That's probably not going to hit, but hey, if it does, I look like a genius, so I'm going to do that. My underdog pick, I got the G-Man. Let's go. Plus three and a half on the road against Seattle. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. What Guess the, the Niners. I mean, Seattle, San Francisco. I had to check you. You checked me twice. Yeah, you, got it, you, got it, you got it. You got it. A lot of checking. Uh, Nick Mullins. Three and a half. Anyway. Yo, <laughs> yo, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know who that was uh, eight days ago. So, it's like the Giants with the points. Uh, Eagles minus six and a half at the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys will be able to score on the road. And I got the Saints, minus four and a half against the Bengals. We all have that. They're going to lose now. Yep. Uh, so bet the other way, but I'll be taking them for the show. <laughs> no, I, I'm i mad I didn't pick the Cal- the Eagles. I'm happy you didn't. I know. Fuck. I, I like my Chicago pick, though. Yeah, just, uh, all right, anyway, black hole suck job. That was funny. Um, anyway, I'm just patting myself on the back for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's our show. 
Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Temper Tribe on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. BrotoFantasy.com. Michael was the 14th ranked fantasy pro on FantasyPros.com this week, so holler at Michael, uh, at Mike Petrop. Second overall in quarterbacks of all fantasy pros out there last week, so go check us out. What does that mean? So FantasyPros.com is the site where... They it's, take a very, all, it's a very sharp site too. Like it's a lot of the biggest names in fantasy. Yeah, they take all the pros and they and they line them up and they say so they give you point totals for how, like where how far players. away your actual projections were from where they actually finished. And Michael was 14th overall among all the fantasy pros in the world. That's dope. That's yeah. Fire. So you put in your own numbers. So you well, no, you have to rankings. you have to be part of you have to be like you have to meet the criteria of what it means to be a fantasy pro. No, right. Actually, Michael is is in an audition phase right now. He's in an audition process, but this is looking good for his audition process yeah. to be on that. Yeah. But like, yo, you 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 rank players. So like, say you have say you think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be QB one this week. You put him at QB one, and then depending on where he finishes, you get points based off that. So right. that's where Michael finished. So like, and and then the the lowest number. Is the is the number one rank because you had the least amount of separation between the actual ranks and the and your ranks. All right. Yeah. Right. So you you want your number to be like as close as close right. zero Fuck. as and possible. Mi- and Michael finished second overall for quarterbacks among all fantasy so, pros. That's second. Fire. That is that's fire. wild. That's, that's a dope awesome. side too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. So shout out to at Mike at Mike underscore Patrop. Damn. I just got a dick on him. Uh, Nick, where can you? you can find me at the Lamb Show Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and guys, go follow the at Veterans underscore Minimum Instagram and our Twitter at Veterans Minimum. At Preach and Devito twenty seven on Twitter and the Gram. Uh, you guys go follow Veterans Minimum like Nick just said. Nick just said uh, at Veterans underscore Minimum. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Joe Santagallo and our Twitter at Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you next time. Let's do it again. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.